1: From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed, and I'm Ken Napsuck along with Joseph Scrimshaw for another edition. Of Force Center, we're so glad you guys are along for this journey deep into the Star Wars galaxy. Joseph, it's so great to see you. We haven't seen each other since Las Vegas. Yeah, I know it's been a week,
2: and it, it feels there's pain in my heart that I haven't seen you in a week. <laughs> we spent a lot of time together. Really, but we it's good quality time. time. It's absolutely yeah. quality
1: time. I watched Joseph lose two
2: dollars on the Titanic <laughs> slots while I lost a
1: hundred on the Lord of
2: the Rings. Yeah, slots. that was pretty impressive. I wish that there had been a Star Wars slot machine. That would have been great. There was one at the Hooters Casino.
1: Maybe next time, yes. we'll lower our standards and go to the Hooters Let's Casino. class it up and go to
2: Hooters. Yeah,
1: jo- Joseph, we had a lot of fun doing Bank Brawl live in front of the fans, but we love also uh, getting to know our friends in the Star Wars media discussion world. Of mm-hmm. so much to say, and we have a very special guest joining us today. He is the new co-host of a show I'm very familiar with called Jedi Alliance, and a show you know as well, Joseph. A little bit. Please welcome John Aruka. Uh Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me on. This is pretty
0: mind-blowing. Three generations of Jedi Alliance hosts yeah. getting yeah. together here. Uh, you know, the, the baby on the block right now, but... I'm happy to come on. I've been we, I've been trying to come on for a while. We've been trying to
1: line this yeah, up, so yeah. it's nice that it worked out today. Absolutely. And hey, I'm looking forward to what you can uh, do with the Jedi lines, man. I think yeah. every generation of hosts, whether we be Maude and I starting it, Joseph taking over, yeah. even when I had it by myself and Mark Donica, you guys, uh, you know, I love seeing it grow and change in each mm. person's personality. So I don't want to tip, have you tip your hand, but you got some cool things planned?
0: Oh, absolutely. I think I got to find my feet just a little bit, and yeah. then I'll be ready to do it because it's it's a, it's a much more dumb Show than Far Far Away was. Yeah. You know, you left a great legacy mm-hmm. to start off with, Ken, and then of course Joseph mm-hmm. taking it over. A lot of segments, a lot of stuff. It's a very uh, fun show, but also a dense show. So the preparation factor is a lot higher than what I'd had for Far Far Away. So it just means I got to step up and come up with some new things. Yeah. And I've been doing that. And
1: you know. I'm sure you will, but it's also weird yeah. to say, as, as we're all roughly in the same age group, that you have Star Wars homework <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on a regular basis. Make sure you know everything. Oh, you need man. To know.
2: Yeah, I mean, Ken was really, he's, he was classic Joe. Trilogy, and then I think I was prequel trilogy. And yeah. Now you, you get to be the new sequel. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You're oh,
0: that's great. You're no, set. Perfect. I didn't yeah. even think about the that. The
2: Roka yeah. Awakens There we go. You're kind of the Poe of the Jedi line <laughs> film, <family>, man.
0: <laughs> Just something to bite my lip real quick.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, on Force Center, we like to talk about Star Wars news and have some fun stuff. We got a great main topic today about destiny versus free will in Star Wars. We're going to finish the fan fiction. We're going to reverse it this time around. I've got a story for Joseph and
2: you, John. Cool. To finish, but. Uh, Uh, Joseph, should we start with the news? Yeah, yeah. And we like to pick out some of the kind of more uh, uh, info-based news, but also some of the more uh, weirder news, fun news. Uh, So in the more kind of info uh, section, we have the deleted scenes in the Blu-ray coming out. And we've got all the confirmation finally. We heard a lot of different rumors about which different deleted scenes were going to be on the disc. But now we have the actual facts of the seven scenes. Uh, I'm going to run down them real quick. Uh, We have Finn in the Jakku village having another moment of emotional crisis. Sounds like probably a good idea, <laughs> good idea. to delete that. Uh, we have some stormtroopers in Maz's basement, and I like any opportunity I get just to say Maz's basement because there's this <laughs> something alluring about it to me. Uh, we have Kylo on the Falcon, which we've heard about. Yeah. Uh, that sounds absolutely great. Uh, we have an early General Leia scene where she's making some choices and getting some information. This was a surprise one to me because I think it will be about 17 seconds long. Mm. It is Poe in space above Starkiller Base. Mm. So exciting that Poe is actually in (laughs) space because everything was in the environment. Yeah. Uh, But I can't imagine what great details are there other than we're flying to Starkiller Base. We sure (laughs) are. Let's do it. Yeah, buddy. It's the Rick O'Lee Memorial (laughs) Exposition scene. That would be great. Yeah. and then we have this is this was juicy to me because I hadn't heard it rumored before personally of a scene with a doctor telling Ray more information about Finn's injury and Ray having a more of a moment with Finn. Gotcha, which sounds really exciting. And then finally, the snow speeder chase with uh, Ray and Finn that we heard about mm-hmm. on Starkiller Base. So that's what that's what we're getting for deleted scenes. Are you guys excited for those or do they feel like, eh? I'm excited first off because J.J.
1: had said something earlier about not liking deleted scenes, not liking director's cuts, and what showed up in the theaters is the movie, mm. and nothing else kind of counts. And, well, you can't really say that to Star Wars nerds, right, John? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> what are you looking forward to? Uh,
0: absolutely. There's two of them that I'm really looking forward to, and that's the, the Kylo on the Falcon is just, to me, just that's the one that, like, is in bold letters and neon. Yeah. For me, because I, would, I, just, I just want to see any more opportunity to get the, a deepening of that relationship would really yeah. be something I'm on board uh, for. And, um, and definitely the Snowspeeder chase, because yeah. I just wanted, because we didn't have enough of that. I feel like that was kind of missing a little bit, and I would like to have seen something more of that in the movie. So that's a nice little yeah. uh, decoration. Uh, and then as a third, I guess the Stormtrooper scene, because we get Solo. Trying to talk his way out of a yet another situation. So,
1: yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. I did not know that one existed. I mm. saw some of these other ones we had heard, but a yeah. uh, the, the little bit more with Solo. And I, I agree, maybe it doesn't fit into the story. Deleted scenes, usually, you watch them and you go, well, there's a good reason yeah. they yeah. were deleted. The Kylo Ren one, again, I get it doesn't add to the story, but that's kind of the main event to me. Mm-hmm. Just seeing Ren on the Falcon and right. having that moment. Having read the the novelization, have you both read the novelization yeah. of Force Awakens? Yeah. 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 That's in there and that's kind of got some mm-hmm. depth. But the Snowspeeder scene's in the novel, yeah. too. It it does add something to it. It Also, there's a weird jump cut kind of in Force Awakens. Yeah. A sequence jump where suddenly Finn and Rey are like hurried and then she's got his jacket. Then suddenly she doesn't and it's like two seconds later. Uh, so I want to see what happened to it's that jacket. It's in the jacket. great
2: Star Wars tradition that the jacket switches, that there's some dumb detail that doesn't matter. It's like in Return of the Jedi when the biker scout is captured and he doesn't have a helmet. And you're like, what? Why? So I, I love that. Uh, yeah, I'm thrilled by all of them because... It doesn't seem like any of them need to be in the movie. And that's always a great way to see deleted scenes mm-hmm. when you go like, Yeah, good choice. Yeah. Fun to see, but good choice. And then there are those movies that were like horrible and you're like you're watching the deleted scenes, like, Oh, come on. <laughs> Why didn't you put that in? I'm trying to remember some of the ones for like the prequels. And the only one
1: that oh, comes yeah. to mind is like the Uno comes up out of the water in a boo and gons like, We're here and that's like the end of the scene or something like that. So <laughs> I don't think anything was added to those ones, but I and I don't think these ones will add to it. But it'll help flesh it out. Yeah. Um, I don't need a director's cut. Do you guys need that kind of thing, a director's cut?
0: I knowing JJ, mm-hmm. I imagine this is the director's cut. Like right. I can't imagine he would have wanted to put more stuff in there because I'm sure he had license to make it as long to mm-hmm. a degree as he wanted yeah. to. I mean this is already what a 2 minute 2 hours 20 minutes almost. Yeah. yeah I mean it was it's 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 pretty long film as it is. Yeah. Uh, The rumors I keep hearing are Zack Snyder has apparently a three hour cut of Dawn of Justice. So that makes sense for Zack Snyder. I don't think it makes sense necessarily for JJ. He's very meticulous about this kind
1: of stuff. Yeah, And I think they did a good job with the story enough that what we're hearing doesn't again doesn't seem to add stuff. It's just cool stuff. Extra Mm -hmm. extra moments with Solo does intrigue me. Yeah. A
2: lot, at, or, or Joseph, for you extra moments with Maz. Yeah, yeah, in, in, in Maz's basement. Yeah, uh, yeah, and this all just seems like frosting. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, and, and just like a nice little dessert that adds to what was there, but doesn't actually change the the meat of the meal.
1: And there doesn't seem to be anything. I don't know if it was shot or not, but uh, having read the novel, John yeah, yeah, yeah. Unkar Plot getting his arm ripped off by Chewbacca on yeah. Takadona near near Maz's castle. Yeah. Not not a, not shot or not not gonna be seen ever, I guess.
2: Yeah, I would not be surprised if Disney is just being like, We'll give you this much now. Yeah. And that's in true. two years we'll give you the rest. Yeah, in the steel book. Yeah. Or in the super
0: the super
1: one.
2: Yeah. We promise we're not trying to just get money from you, we promise. It's in the DVD packaging that is as large
1: as an actual planet. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but hey, I'm excited we got some stuff gonna be some cool things.
2: Especially Poe going, We're here. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. Yeah, there. I can't wait to see the, yeah. how long how how long that is. The introduction of that scene is gonna be longer <laughs> than the actual scene itself. There's I want there to be a scene
1: of like Poe just catching rides all the way back to the to the uh rebel uh, resistance base just like after crashing. Just kind of taking the bus,
2: transport. Catching a ride, just I, hanging out. Yeah, I would love basically kind of a joke deleted scene. It's just like some people <laughs> flying in the Falcon. Absolutely nothing's happening. <laughs> it's just Finn sitting there at the DeJeric table yeah. in the back of the Falcon. Nothing happening. Quiet moment. Ray goes, Is there, where, where's the bathroom? Han's <laughs> like, I I we decided we didn't thing. need to confirm that the Falcon had a bathroom. Is there a little girls room on this thing? Or not? <laughs> <laughs> That's all one.
0: Um, one, that I wanted to jump in with what you just said, Joseph. Uh, apparently, and you guys are smarter, uh, Star Wars. Fans and I'm obviously, but like, what <laughs> one no, of no. those things they put it? What is what did Solo have in the in the, on the Falcon that broke out those animals with the tentacles and stuff like that? The, the rahtars, yeah, the Tars. Apparently, yeah. there is a scene in the new Lego Force Awakens game where I've they show how they capture the raptors. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so i would, that's a scene, a deleted scene, I would have actually liked to have seen shot. That right. would have been so much fun to yeah. see that.
1: And I, but, I i love that we're at a point, John, that uh, we, uh, a, a Lego Star Wars game now has new canon. That's what I'm
2: saying.
1: <laughs> well, it is it's implied amazing. in the film that uh, many
2: of his crew were murdered viciously <laughs> yeah. by the raptors, which is like a subtle little thing for yeah. our, our shiny Disney movie. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, Han got all of his crewmates killed. And he's like, hey, Ray, why don't you come join me? I like you. It doesn't and I got all of my crew murdered recently. And it doesn't
0: feel bad when you see him just break apart in a bunch of Lego pieces. It no, doesn't feel right. just as bad. No, yeah. oh, it <laughs>
2: happens. It happens. Uh, and speaking of Han Solo, it's impossible to talk about The Force Awakens without talking about Han Solo, the real star. Uh, he had a great interview, uh, Harrison Ford, not Han Solo, uh, Harrison Ford had a great interview on Jimmy Kimmel Live and said a couple of interesting things. Uh a, hey, it's interesting to me that he was on Jimmy Kimmel Live, apparently to promote the Blu-ray DVD, mm-hmm. which is nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think of five years ago, even more recent, when the joke of Harrison Ford was, he's grumpy, yeah. he's yeah. sick of Star Wars, and he's back out doing publicity for a movie on on disc. Multiple times, yeah. 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 It seems yeah. like he's on Kimmel every other week talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. Han Solo. <laughs> I think he just likes Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... He answered one question about whether or not Han Solo would appear again in a sort of a whimsical, like, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to not tell you, did like a mime of locking his mouth and throwing away the key. Mm. Mm. It could have been just shtick or it could have been maybe like maybe there is going to be a scene. So do you guys think that kind of stuff is just shtick from Harrison Ford at this point? Uh, Or do you think the fact that he's still out there means maybe he's going to make an appearance?
0: Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, Kathleen Kennedy has been real clear that Mm -hmm. everyone's coming back for eight, and she has not amended that statement. So to me, that's a way of keeping it in play. I don't think it's necessarily shtick. I think he would have said, no, I'm done. It's, It's done. I'm done. If it was really true, because he doesn't care. Harrison is one of those guys that doesn't care. He'll tell, yeah. you know. Yeah. So uh, I think he would have said if he was, if I do in the lock and key, it just means that in some way he might come back as a ghost, as an apparition, as a vision, what have you, he might shoot
1: something. But okay, yeah, that's, that's my feeling about it. You might have changed my mind, John. Uh, oh, really? Because oh. I was going to say shtick, and it seems like, uh, but you're right. Harrison is the guy that would be like, I'm so done with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the promotion <laughs> and Kathleen's statement. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe there's something, there's some reason. We've he- heard a lot about 789 having um uh oh, this person's going to show up in a vision or this is going to be the, Hayden's back as as Anakin oh, at some some point and it seems like at some point we're going to get some of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. We yeah. didn't get a lot of it in 7 other than the Obi-Wan stuff which was great. Mm-hmm. Um but I could see that now. I could also see him in the Young Han Solo movie yeah. doing the uh, much like he did in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles where like a 92-year-old uh Indiana Jones appeared. Um, And we're going to see an Indy 5. Um, but I could see in some way, some fashion. Mm-hmm. Maybe it starts in a cantina and then Harrison's there with an old Chewie. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they're about to go get the Raftars
2: and then they start talking and they flash back and now it's a young Han Solo. Crew had just been murdered. That's, uh, it's basically the setup of the YA novel, uh, Han's one, hmm. The oh, Smuggler's yeah. Run, is that he is in a cantina telling a story. Oh, and yes, yeah, so I, I should that read that. Great. No, it's, it's great. It's <laughs> great. It's great. I think it, I think it works really well. I think I will be Star Wars mad if he is a ghost. I don't really. Yeah. Okay. Ghosts or Jedi? Yeah, a Force ghost? You mean a Force ghost? Right. Well, and if, is if there,
0: there's if, nothing what? in the canon says it can't be a regular ghost, is there?
2: Uh, is in it? my heart, <laughs> yes. I mean, just thinking about that makes me mad. Of like, there's Han no Muggle Solo. ghosts. Here. What are you <laughs> like? is like a Christmas
0: carol with Han Solo. I'll That's, just say, people see ghosts. They are, in essence, kind of they are humans. So,
2: yeah. I mean, certainly possible. Yeah, but yeah. Jedi went through all... I mean, man, it's such undercut. To oh, right. Qui-Gon right. went through all this work to figure out the living force. Yeah, taught true. Yoda and Obi-Wan <laughs> how to become one with the force. And then Harrison Ford's just like, whoops. Han Solo's just like, whoops. Uh, oh, I guess you don't have to do any of that. Just, it's just luck. He just appears. He's drinking yeah. hot chocolate. He's yeah. just saying hi. But isn't
0: that so But that's Solo. <laughs> all it solo. takes is luck. All it solo, takes is luck. Yeah. Solos, I'm not following no rules. I'm showing up screw you no I think it's more going to be a flashback uh, because we need I the only thing that I it came out of Star Wars Force Awakens needing is more of a fleshing out of their relationship like we have to know why what happened what turned him what was it it can't just be I wanted to be like my grandfather there are there must have been multiple moments to, to, yeah. to stop him there must have been I might be flashbacks from Luke it might be flashbacks from anybody coming back yeah. the problem is you've got to shoot him now because Harrison is he's not going to get any younger right. so you've got to make it seem as if it was someone somewhat relative and somewhat current even though they were able to do that with Michael Douglas and Ant-Man they were able to make yeah. him younger I yeah. think it's I think it takes a lot of effort to do that with Harrison so I, I would buy that more than a ghost that's yeah. what I would
1: say More flashy. sure that, that makes some sense to me fleshing out that relationship of Kylo Ren I think this this uh, next chapter is going to be very Kylo Ren heavy in terms of him becoming the bad guy he's supposed to be. That would make some sense. There's clearly some daddy issues there. Some,
2: yeah. Han is not innocent by any means. Yeah, I can see Kylo meditating on, no, my dad was an asshole. Yeah. 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 I'm going to remind myself I don't have to feel bad. I still subscribe to this theory
1: that Han, part of it was just he couldn't take being the muggle in a family of wizards. I really think it
2: it got to him and that factored in a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm excited. Just like we said with the deleted scenes, I'm excited to see the details and the nuance. But I feel like it's there. I feel like mm. it's a question of what was Kylo Ren's childhood a- uh, is like. That question is answered by Han saying, "I know, too. I love you." Like mm. that's not a good dad. That's not a dad who's there emotionally. <laughs> like. Yeah. I would like you to spend more time with me dad I know It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a good point I think Han is, right. uh, is emotionally distant I think he did his best But it did not come to him naturally
1: I mm. think we need to write like a Star Wars play <laughs> <laughs> It's like a theater it's young Kylo and Han just around the dinner table for an hour and a half. It's like my dinner with Andre's. did yes. Dinner with Han. Exactly. Yeah, totally. yeah,
2: my bad childhood with Han. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like in
1: somewhere, it's about three, four months into the new Jedi Academy. Yeah. Right. Okay. We're going to work on this. A lot boys. of
2: Han's man noise that I've talked about before that he makes delay. <laughs> like, ah, not worth it. Then he turns around and he tries. Ready to pop the question? Oh, that's perfect. Uh, The last thing I wanted to talk about, it came up a little bit on Jimmy Kimmel of of the Indy 5 thing, people being excited about it. And I feel like Indiana Jones does have this strange and special relationship with Star Wars, so I feel like it's worth talking about on Force Center. Sure. I was kind of blown away by the Twitter reaction to the Indy 5 announcement being mostly just horrific ageism. (laughs) (laughs) How do you guys feel about him tackling it at such an advanced age? Do you feel like... it's too old to be an action hero. Do you feel like there's a way to make the film where he's not the action hero? I'm about to turn 40. I think I'm the youngest of this trio. God bless you guys. (laughs) You bastard. You son of a But
1: my point is, as, as you get older, like John, I, I won't say your age, but know your age. And And it's close to me guys. Sure. Um, but you're a good-looking man in Thank great you. shape with a lot of future in front of you, and Joseph, you are too. And and your biggest mm-hmm. thing in your age mm-hmm. is, is trying to get your wife to watch Daredevil with you again. I mean, these are good <laughs> times to live in in this age, and age good. doesn't mean as much as it right. does to me. I'm not worried. After seeing Force Awakens, I'm not worried. Yeah. They're going to play around with it. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be the same old chipper guy he was, but – you know, we're at a different time where Mark Hamill is older than Alec Guinness was in A New Hope. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't think that. No, no. He looks – yeah, besides the beard, he looks younger. Right. right. So it's a different time for me. I'm not as worried. So you you think they'll handle it well? They'll they'll reference it. They'll make jokes about it. But it'll be done well.
2: Yeah. yeah. What do you think, John?
0: Well, two things. The last movie wasn't – didn't blow the doors off anything, no. and a lot of people had issues with it, and I understand that. I mean, I when I saw it the first time, I didn't mind it, and then eventually, it's not—it's not a rewatchable movie, right? Um, so that gives me concern. It more so than his age, but I would say on the other side, like uh, Liam Neeson is not much younger than Harrison Ford, and we've been no. enjoying him in all those films. Yeah, uh, and I would say that Harrison has done less action movies in the last 15 years than Harrison has. I mean, than uh, Liam has. So his body is a little more, probably a little more uh, lithe and movable than, say, Mm -hmm. Liam. And if you can survive a plane crash, it's pretty badass that you can come out and do... A, sh- uh, a film, and so you're right. They'll adjust. They'll make it work. He was moving a little slow in Force Awakens. You can tell he's a man in his seventies. Yeah. But you can. I think there's ways, obviously, to make it work in Hollywood. As long, I just I just wonder if what's his face is coming back. If Labouf is LeBouf. coming back, I or if it's going to be just him. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Must <laughs> run off. Yeah. You're right. Thinking about that, he wasn't exactly sprinting away from the rat yeah. No. But that's just reality, and that's I think will yeah. play into it. Yeah. Uh, you, Joseph, where do you come down on I'd this? I'd be
2: fine with him being much more of a professor of the professor mm. indiana jones and using i think one of the great things about indiana jones and harrison ford's whole action career is that uh, i'm gonna try to do this, this the easy way if i can like the famous i'm not gonna whip fight the sword guy yeah. i'm just gonna shoot him and i feel like if the movie is like that spirit of like i gotta get this done but for real if i do it the way i used to i'll die yeah. like mm-hmm. i'll break something so i'm gonna keep finding the clever ways to do this the arduous yeah. physical stuff yeah. yeah i think that'd be awesome
0: I wonder yeah. if he'll have a protege like Creed. Like Creed, like the movie Creed, Here's is the a thing. great blueprint. I, uh, yeah. I,
2: I think he has traveled all over the world. We see that map with all yeah. the dots. I oh, think yeah. every dot where the airplane lands, there's a kid. <laughs> <laughs> there's an Indiana Jones kid. <laughs> Shield the Booth is not our only hope. There <laughs> are point. many others. It's a great
1: comic book series uh, written by Taron Killam of SNL and Mark and Draco, a friend of ours over at Movie Fights, called The Illegitimate. And I think it's going to go to TV or movie. I think wow. they've got something going on. Um, but it's a great little short run first uh, series And they're coming back with, I think more edits it's about a James Bondian secret spy um, Who uh, Has illegitimate children <laughs> everywhere But each one of them has their own Set of skills oh, wow. and their own nationality So it's, it's yeah. very diverse Because yeah. uh, he's been around the globe So I think Indiana <laughs> Jones
2: awesome. Indiana Jones and the illegitimate children Let's, yep, let's, let's do, do it, it. Oh, Harrison Ford is truly all of our fault <laughs> 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 Well that's what I got uh, For news
1: That's great. Yeah. Then uh, there's a, you know, we always say a great time to be a Star Wars fan. There seems to be news every day. And I just like the the Lego one. I hadn't seen the trailer yet, but someone last night was like, you know, it's going to explain the Raftars. And then (laughs) I'm glad you brought it up, John. I would have forgot that. And that's fascinating to me that we we as Star Wars fans now have to dig deep every day Mm -hmm. to find out something about our favorite franchise. More truths. Absolutely. So from there, uh, just so I, we're going to dive into this great discussion. We always like to dig into something on each Force Center that takes us beyond the news and digs deep into the Star Wars nerd bubble that we love to root around in. And uh, this week it's destiny versus free will in the Star Wars galaxy. Let's
2: yeah. go. Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. I, I saw somebody, I think, I think it was maybe one of our fans uh, tweeting something about uh, why they love Star Wars. And one of the things they said is like they love the moral of free will. Yeah, and that, and that really pinged for me because I, I don't know that Star Wars is ultimately saying free will is better than destiny. And I think it's one of the great thematic things that runs through all of the movies. I think it's ramping up in the new sequel trilogy, mm-hmm. that idea of you are destined to have certain challenges that you must face or roles that you must inherit. And the Force even wants it to be that way. But then the pivotal moments that we talk about are... Anakin and Luke making choices, even Han, who's not a sort of like a force character, not a destiny character, but it's still about him making those pivotal choices and pivotal moments. So do you guys think that Star Wars is the message of Star Wars is free will is better than destiny? Wow, that's deep. You even I knew it was coming and it's deep.
1: <laughs> uh, look, I have a, kind of a religious background and upbringing that I uh, could draw upon there, and it's kind of the same thing there. It's like a free will is something that's very important, yeah. uh, but you got to re- maybe make the right choices. And, and what is supposed to happen and what did you make happen? I don't know. I'll find that answer one day mm-hmm. as I get one step closer to the finish line. But um, <laughs> I go to – and listening to you talk, I go to the throne room scene, scene in Jedi. Yeah where the Emperor is talking about, it is your destiny. And Luke's like, eh. Yeah. I choose left. Yeah. And that's fascinating to me, that those characters can maybe supersede what the Force has planned, or maybe the Emperor was just calling his bluff. I don't know, but that's Mm. definitely interesting, and that to me is the core. It could be the core of the Star Wars story, is can you overcome what bad things or good things are planned for you by this magical Force thing? I don't know. Yeah, Yeah.
2: What do you think, John?
0: Well, it's fascinating to me because... uh, we have two very strong examples in the two generations of the Skywalkers with Anakin and with Luke, right? I mean, Anakin has been told since birth when he's uh, essentially ripped from his mother at a very young age, you are the balance of the Force. You right. need to do this. You need to do that. And so it's drilled into him that his free will is almost non-existent. Right. He has to do this stuff and he has to listen to Qui-Gon and then he's foisted upon uh, upon Obi-Wan when Qui-Gon is killed and he has to stay. And then, then, then you see... But what you see consistently through the last two films of the prequels is him pushing against that, trying to mm -hmm. figure it out because he's a deeper, more intellectual guy and also more uh, combustible personality. So he, in essence, at times, is running from the Force, running from his destiny, not wanting to be part of it. Whereas Luke, when he... because. He sees his destiny as being a farmer with Mm. Uncle Owen and doing all that crap on Tatooine that he doesn't want to do. That shot of the two sons, like just sitting up there, it's it tells you that he wanted more. So he ran to a destiny that he wanted. As Mm. soon as it was presented in his mind, he created. He wanted. He thought that is his destiny. And Obi did. Obi Wan did nothing but you know kind of maneuver him through the Force into that position. But Luke wanted to do it. So to me, free will is the story, but. Destiny is always the possibility. It is your choice to choose your destiny. So free will is still inherent in everything. Yeah. Even at the end of um, uh, re- uh, end of the third Revenge of the Sith, of the he the he, he uh, Anakin makes the choice that his destiny is not to be the balance of the Force, but mm-hmm. to be uh, the servant to Palpatine, to be Vader, and it's his pushing back against what he's been told is yeah, his that's, destiny. That's it's his free will yeah. to choose it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's fascinating in, I think one of the things in the prequel is that uh, isn't necessarily well executed, but it's such a great idea of we all pretty much are, all the Jedi eventually get to the agreement point with Qui-Gon that he is the chosen one yeah. and he will bring balance to the force. But then we don't get a lot of discussion of like, what does that mean? Yeah. And we get eventually from Obi-Wan that some of them thought it means to destroy the Sith. Uh, so, And that, that makes me think of what you were saying, Ken, of the idea of, You've got this sort of a destination that you're going to get to, but then Mm -hmm. how you actually execute Mm -hmm. your choices once you get to that destination Mm -hmm. is really represented by that. Here's a prophecy that the prophecy will come to pass, but we don't really know what it means. Right. Uh, And maybe like kind of a fun flip dark side of that is that uh, Anakin gets the vision of Padme dying in childbirth Mm -hmm. and all of his actions in this very sort of uh, traditionally tragic way. All of his actions to prevent that—that that all of the choices he makes out of free will, would actually make that happen. So yeah. it seems like maybe the Star Wars story mm. is unfair to Anakin. Yeah. Where yeah. he, when he says, "I don't want this," so I'm gonna make this triumphant free will choice, and the universe is like, "Ha ha! You're actually the one that made it happen." Whereas when Luke does the same thing yeah. of saying, "No, I reject it," it works out yeah. well for the galaxy. Though
1: I wonder too. It's like the. The weight of destiny seems to affect the Skywalker family uh, deeply because now we see Luke's run away. There's something that made Luke run away, and then he probably thought, is this what I – was brought to and led to yeah. is my nephew g- killing uh, uh, everyone in my academy and this girl having to be hidden and wow. I'm going to go seek out the Jedi temple to find my true destiny yeah. and, and the weight of him and then I wonder while listening to you guys talk about Anakin it's like if that poor little kid they kept that off from him and they're just yeah. like concentrate on your schoolwork. <laughs> Annie, yeah. Yeah. and become the become a Jedi yeah. and hadn't told him you're the chosen one. Right. Maybe the weight of that destiny might not have crushed Anakin. And I, making
2: I agree with you, Joseph. I think he made those decisions, and who knows where those Force visions came from? Yeah, because yeah, Palpatine could have fed them to him. So not destiny, but yeah. just Palpatine being a jerk. Yeah. I really uh, I I think it might be like a little too heady to really dive into in Episode Eight. But I love the idea that Luke went to that first Jedi Temple to try to commune with like the true deep force and just say, hey, force, why are you right. such a jerk? Yeah. like, I feel like I'm making good choices. I feel like <laughs> I'm a stand-up guy. I know that you have a lot of power and destiny in that. What's the deal? Come on.
1: Yeah. Right. It gets into the deeper discussions about our journeys. Yeah. And, and and even you can apply it to Austin Life if you believe in a higher power or don't, but it's like you're on a path and things happen for a reason and blah, blah, blah. For Luke, he's got to think, yeah, I, I rebuffed to the emperor. I converted and saved my father at the very end a Hail yeah. Mary Pass. Yeah. And he gets to burn with the Ewoks and become a Force Ghost. Um, and then this is what happens to me. I, yeah. I try yeah. to restart this Jedi Order like I'm supposed to be. And then I, now I'm standing by a grave on top of a hillside and some, some little girls coming after me to try to pull me back in. I got to think that, that, uh, <laughs> it's not fair. It seems to me, right,
0: John? Well, yeah. I mean, for me, it's, it's a fa- It's interesting to explore that, uh, in all the levels that it pre- it presents itself to you, because this is a myth that I, this is the myth that I've had broken for me as I've gotten older is just because you have, ch- have found your destiny, it doesn't mean that you all of a sudden have a golden road to the yeah. end. Right. You're it's, not just on a rail. Yeah, you're not just on a rail like, oh, this is great. I found right. what I'm supposed to do. You found what you're supposed to do. Fantastic. God love you. Now here's real life. That's mm-hmm. not always pretty. It's not always perfect. Sometimes there are terrible tragedies that happen, like what, what happened to Luke. What we're getting visions of is you know Kylo mm-hmm. flipping out, killing his students, and Luke running off. Uh, where's his, is is Ray his daughter? Who knows? We're still figuring that out. But he's out on the first back to the old Jedi temple there and doing what a communing like you were saying, Ken, mm-hmm. because. This is his, this is his path as he's seeing it, but it's all free will still. It's his free yeah. will to leave. It's his free will. If he left his daughter, it's his free will to go to this because he's seeking answers. And I think that's, that never ends for us. The seeking of answers right. never yeah. ends. You just, cause you find what your de- destiny is it does not mean that you all of a sudden have everything answered for you when you're good to go. Absolutely. I've
1: met several nice women. I've used my
2: free will to destroy those. (laughs) Consistently. Uh, I want to put a pin in that because I honestly want to come back to that. Great. That might scare you a little bit, but I do. Uh, (laughs) Wait, wait, what? (laughs) uh, I'm putting a pin in it, a force pin. Uh, We'll be right back to that. Uh, To Ken Ken and women and fate. Uh, what I, what I haven't thought about a lot, which is coming to my mind as we're discussing mm. Anakin and Luke's choices, is how much Luke's embracing of his death. He has that free will choice of putting down the lightsaber and saying, I'm not going to go to the dark side. Right. I'm not going to kill my father. But I feel like in that moment, Luke is accepting that his choice based on fate and destiny is join the Sith or die. Mm. I don't feel like it's like a clever Doctor Who moment where he's come up with a way out. Like yeah. in that moment, I don't think Luke is like, eh, if I give up something, something will save me. He's just he's just willing to die, yeah, instead you, of joining the Sith.
0: You mean in in front of Palpatine when he's having that back and in forth? In Return of the, of the Jedi, Jedi. Jedi yeah. Right. yeah, in that right.
2: in that final moment where he has such great pride of I'm a Jedi like my father before me. Right. I don't feel like in his mind he's like. Hey, I'm the hero of the galaxy. I saved the day. No, he's willing to die. It's very micro what happens in that moment, but it's still free will. He goes against
0: what would have been the easier choice. Right. And I think that's why he is such a so ingrained in our hearts as a character we love so much because he made the more difficult free will choice. He could have turned his back on what he thought was his destiny, taken the easy way, reunited with his father, and gone into the darkness. But he chose the harder path, which was to fight Palpatine and then not not fight Palpatine, resist Palpatine. And resist fighting Palpatine to force his father to embrace what he thinks was his father's destiny, which was to be good. He just lost his way. And in this moment, you can save me or let me die. And he sacrifices
2: himself. And that's free will
0: he's Mm -hmm. choosing.
2: Yeah, so it does seem like in that viewpoint that Luke making that choice is what finally allows uh, Vader to, uh, Anakin to fulfill his own prophecy and actually have his free will moment that he tried to have earlier that the the galaxy or Palpatine kind of took from him.
0: It's the first time that Anakin has the chance to make a choice to be good or evil Mm -hmm. uh, without the pressure of the destiny of the force of the balance of The force all that shit i think that's what's so amazing about that moment is the first time that you see anakin make a real choice with everything in front of him from a pure
1: place yeah and i think we're going to see this pop up in probably great and powerful detail in eight and Mm -hmm. nine because Mm -hmm. now we have two characters selected and guided by the Force, potentially, who yeah. have a lot of choices to make in Ren yeah. and Ray. In a lot more gray area. A lot more gray area. Kylo Ren, is he making these choices, uh, you know, against his plan? Will he continue to do that? I think he grows and grows into the bad guy he's supposed to be, so yeah, in, his, to be. in his yeah. head. Yeah. Uh, with Snoke kind of playing the role of Palpatine and, and, and maybe Plagueis in, in actuality. Um, I'm, I'm less and less believing it's Plagueis, though. That's a side note. Um, <laughs> and then, and then Ray and will Ray be crushed in any manner. I think this potentially is a darker movie we're mm-hmm. hearing. Mm-hmm. And I keep saying, I keep in my mind pitching Episode 8 storylines, and for me it's Ray faltering a little bit. She's got, she's a rookie. She had a great rookie season. She came out strong. She won some awards. She won her first lightsaber battle. Yeah. She's a top All-Star rookie uh, yeah. baseball card. And then now Sophomore Slump's gonna come in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think you're gonna see that, and when when the whole scope of what she, now she's outside of Jakku, and if she's, it sounds great, you found Master Luke, he may or may not be your father, that's a separate discussion. But she found this guy, mm-hmm. and that was hard. But the easiest part was handing in the lightsaber. The hard parts when he takes it and says, All right, now your trading has begun, right? And yeah. her whole plan may be laid out in front of her. Will she take it? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. She already ran away once. Yeah. Into right Into the forest and met Red. Yeah. Rams. And I,
2: I hadn't really thought of it from that perspective of violence has been a part of her life and it's mm-hmm. been a sort of good and necessary thing mm-hmm. to defend yourself. So it's kind of Jedi-like, but she's kind of down with violence. So it might be Luke saying like, yeah. that's great. Now you need to learn to not rely on violence. Right. And her mm-hmm. going, that's bullshit. <laughs> 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 I can throw rocks yeah. with my mind now. Yeah. No, violence. Yeah. Yes. Did you yeah.
1: see me? I defeated that feather-haired freak <laughs> <laughs> the
2: no that was me I did that no it was a force uh I want to go back to the the force pin yeah of, of, <laughs> of my necessarily not necessarily yeah. relationships relationship but uh yeah. but uh I, I won't reveal too much uh, yeah. of our personal lives Cash. yeah yeah but when we were in Vegas part of the reason this popped into my mind this discussion yeah is we were we were discussing our own lives and discussing choices we have coming right. up and we had a brief discussion about There's that difference between, like, you know yourself and you know, like, I'm going to continue this kind of behavior. Right. And, you know, like, well, at a certain point, at a certain age, you just kind of know yourself, you know, I'm going to do this behavior. But you can still force yourself to make a distinct one time only choice. Yeah. Mm. And I feel like as humans, it's easier to do. It's like for me, just in a non dramatic example, like I know I'm going to procrastinate. So I can just plan ahead and say, I'm going to procrastinate. Except for not this Thursday. (laughs) I'm going to make a stand against myself this Thursday and use my free will and make that one choice that one day. Uh, So I guess what I'm getting at is do you feel like in, in Star Wars that the characters have that sort of arc where they are one way and then they can only turn at a certain moment? Or do you feel... Like there are just tons of little choice I points. think there's tons of little choices and
1: and not getting too much into my personal life. I'm looking forward to in, in my romantic life throwing down the lightsaber and say, no, I'm successful in love like Joseph before me. Um, <laughs> I, I'm looking for that moment. I think it's a bunch of series of choices that continue to happen. Leia is intriguing to me because she had the force kind of like late in her life. Hey, guess what? You have this. And it seems as though she chose not to go that route mm-hmm. and stay with where right. she was comfortable. Um, you know, I don't know if we're going to get the the Jedi Adventures of Leia, a book that you know, explains mm-hmm. that for two years she tried. or so. I don't know. She made that choice. And that's interesting to me, too. So I think there's a lot of little choices along the way. She may come back to it. No, yeah.
0: Nobody talks about the steady line that is Leia. Like, people don't yeah. talk about it enough. Leia, True. Leia is the steadiest person in the entire universe. Yeah. She is always on the side of the right thing to do. She's always doing the right thing. She's always pushing for her voice to be heard. She's always pushing for. The, I mean, the fact that she leads, you know, the rebels and the alliance and whatever they became. They were. They became between uh, right. between Jedi and and Force Awakens. She was leading them for a long time and then assumed the mantle again after Kylo had left. Yeah, and that's like
2: and a big so, choice of bravery. Right. Yeah, so it's a big brave choice, but it is also just consistent that's with... That's consistent with Leia. Like, yeah, so she probably got up in the morning one of those days yeah, and I was like... That's it. I know the First Order is a problem. I know somebody's got to do something about it. Yeah. I don't want to, but I know I'm gonna. Yeah. Because that's just who I am and <laughs> yeah. I can't change. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's I know, an excellent point. I've like-
0: met I've met plenty of women like this. They like yeah. they know the world is tough for them. They build. They they understand the the perils that it is this world, and they wake up in the morning and they do what needs to be done, uh, and they do it. Like happily at times, uh, a lot of times tough. It's tough for them, but they do it because they know mm-hmm. it has to get done. And I respect that. Whenever I meet a woman like that or encounter someone like that, I'm always very respectful because I'm always conflicted about things that I'm doing. I've never not conflicted about everything that I'm doing. I mean, the stuff you talk about, the procrastination. Yeah.
1: Is that why you're wearing a dark black cape and have a red light? Paper <laughs> yeah, right now?
0: Right. <laughs> okay.
1: Never <laughs> not conflicted would be a
2: great name for your podcast. <laughs> that's right. Never. never not. You're just late at night. It's oh, excellent. Trust me, I'm
0: up to 1 a.m. all the time going, yeah. Did I make the right choices? Today? Yeah. And I, t- I yeah. was on Movie Talk yesterday and I texted yeah. Ellis about 5 o'clock. I was like, Did I do okay today? I was a little worried if I stumbled a couple of times. And he goes, Jesus Christ, you did great. Don't worry about <laughs> it. But that's the way my mind works, yeah. is because I'm constantly looking
1: that is to the you know. path to the dark side. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. what but that's I, say. to go back to Leah, that's excellent. Uh, excellent yeah. choice. Talking about free will versus destiny, yeah. I think hers maybe lines up more than any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, her destiny and what she believed was her destiny lined up with what she continued to decide to yeah. do, and that's pretty good. That's uh, that's something I think Leia is. Um uh, one of the old time best strong characters, yeah. but again, when I hear this this push now for stronger female characters and stronger badass female characters, it always seems to go to fighting. Yeah, it always yeah. seems to go to we need we Black Widow those, and that's not to take Wait. any away from those characters right. and and Ray, and again, what's the 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 highlight of Ray is a lightsaber fight, yeah, but I right. my favorite stuff with Ray continues to be upon viewing after viewing the Jakku stuff where yeah. she her strength comes from surviving yep. on her own. Yeah, Leia's got this strength that is never wavered, mm-hmm. never changed and you can make fun of uh, Lucas forgetting to put in her having some sort of uh, emotional reaction to her planet blowing up yeah. but you can now take that as as uh, the character yeah. of just this constant, she's going to choose and, and line up with what she might believe is her destiny and, and we've never really heard her say, well this is what I feel I have to do it's mm-hmm. always these whiny dudes going now you got this burden <laughs> of destiny in the force and Leia's like cool, whatever, I gotta go lead this thing,
2: thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and with all of her elaborate hairstyles it seems like every <laughs> skywalker has spent more time on their hair every yeah. male skywalker lay, lay, I was like yeah threw it into a bun what
1: what yeah i got i got i got i got to put two buns up because I'm, I'm in action here yeah, i'm I mean, running around I starting mean, a rebellion i
2: don't care yeah don't you're, care. So going,
1: you're going to tashi station and picking up some power converters kid <laughs> It's a baboon's ass. Leave yeah. me alone. Yeah. That's the yeah. style. Yeah. I, I like it's,
2: it. it. It's great that there we have so many female characters who are literally kicking a physical ass. Yeah. But Leia yeah, has great. always kicked uh conceptual ass.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ass. And, and, I, and I hope people hear me clear what I'm saying out there. It's Absolutely. like, yeah, I love that. Like, you know, I love that Daisy Ridley's uh, in... Possible yeah. contention for uh, Laura Croft. That's yeah. a home run to me in a reboot of that franchise. But again, I go to what drew me to their portrayal and execution of the Ray character was her on Jakku by herself yeah. surviving. And there was something endearing and yeah. deep about that and a lot of strength that Luke didn't have because mm-hmm. he, you know, no choice, no choice of his own but he had his uncle and aunt and he was yeah. uncomfortable yeah, life. yeah in a yeah. way yeah those yeah. twin sons might not be the best for an afternoon but yeah, yeah i know been, what you mean but you know,
2: relatively there safe was food
1: life on the
0: table there were droids to, 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 to play with there, there was, was a yeah. crazy
1: old wizard watching you yeah, over I the, mean, like no one yeah, thought that was weird yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh. days was having to forage for
2: a world for food yeah. every day yeah a little bit of moisture in the environment so here's my last question on this main topic is so. My life has been affected uh, mm-hmm. by meeting you, Ken, and then meeting many other people. Meeting you, John. Oh, stop through it! Through this, uh, do you think it was it was destiny mm-hmm. that that we met? Do you Ooh. think if we hadn't met when we had? fate would have brought us together (laughs) to talk about Star Wars and our feelings. Good, good.
1: (laughs) You know, I don't know. I always talk these stories, man. You know, it's like I was stuck in a job I hated for 17 years, and I'd beg... God to get me out of it and for 17 years he was like nope but i made a lot of choices to keep me in that right. there was choices and mm-hmm. times i could have left but now i have a job i enjoy in an industry i wanted to be in and i it was a job that wasn't created even two years ago because mm-hmm. digital media has changed so dramatically yeah. so i look back and go well that path of the 17 years was just for i was being forged and fired to be where i was supposed to be but i can't deny There were several times along the way I could have chosen to go right or left and jump off the train. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. So when I met you at Kamikaze two years ago, Joseph, I don't know why you were put there, but I knew this. (laughs) I like this guy. I want to hang out with this guy, (laughs) and uh, we our friendship has grown from there. And 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 John, you were wedged into my life by Christian Harloff, but there's a reason. You know, I've chosen to hover Mm -hmm. around your orbit, and uh, I think that's a. It's I don't know. Yeah. Deep, Joseph, deep. (laughs) I know, I know. I didn't know it was a touchy-feely episode. (laughs) Let's (laughs) hold hands, Tell me all
0: about it, Ken. What were you feeling when Joseph (laughs) talked to you the first time? No, uh, it's almost the same thing for me because Christian and I had known each other since college. And we had run into each other many, many times out here in Florida State. I mean, out here in L.A. Yeah. And and we had – and, you know, every time I saw him, we'd have an interaction. In fact, he lived – a block over from me for two years and we never hung out. We never did anything. Right. I I remember when Schmo's No started right. and wow. I was like, Oh wow. He's going to try and do talking about movies. God, I hope it works out. <laughs> but I mean, isn't yeah. that usually film critics who write in newspapers that get success? We'll see. And as it blew up, I kept running into, kept running into him and then, my girlfriend and I broke up uh, uh, last March. It, it was a terrible breakup for me. Five years together. Yeah. I'm still still in in the throes of almost being done with it. But it was a rough ending to a, uh, someone I thought I was going to be with for the rest of my life. Right. Christian came in at that moment, just by chance, when I was looking to fill my time with stuff and take my mind off of it, and offered me far far away as a guest. And that started the process of me coming right. on, then eventually co-host. And then yeah. I, I took the ball from there and pitched a bunch of shows, auditioned to be a host sure. at Collider, and yeah. you know I'm I'm building my own thing and if he hadn't come at that time i don't know where i would be yeah and so i think people do come into your life at certain times for certain reasons and it is destiny for them to come into your life it is your free will to uh, pursue
2: that situation Right. Hmm. You were offered the prophecy of you could bring balance to talking about Star Wars. <laughs> and then you said, I'm going to interpret what that means for me and I'm going to take it and I'm going to run. Absolutely. Yeah, this is, well, th- thanks for having the, the sort of deeper conversation with yeah. me. It's, it, I'm not a super religious person, yeah. mm. but I think because of things like Star Wars and other media, Star Wars in particular, that, yeah. you know, in, in my DNA, there is Luke staring at the Twin mm-hmm. Sons and that feeling yeah. of destiny and fate, that I, I feel like even though I'm not super religious, I kind of do believe in destiny. Sure. and fate and especially when really good people and really good things come into my life it feels like oh I make choices to not screw yeah. that up or I make mm-hmm. choices to enhance that or pursue that but there, it always just seems like well if we hadn't met there I bet we would have met another way. Sure. It just It would have happened somehow.
1: Which I think is the plot of Sliding Doors starring, starring <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow. A terrible film in my opinion. <laughs> Only available
0: in 4 by 3 so I won't watch it. <laughs>
2: I refuse to watch anything. Well, i <laughs> not inviting either of you on my Sliding Doors podcast. Okay, there you go. From deep heartfelt the- feelings to complaining about a Gwyneth Paltrow film <laughs> in mere seconds. We are men. That's men.
0: <laughs> oh but I did want to say one last thing. Yes. the yeah. What you were talking about Ken sliding yeah getting to know you through yeah, and then same thing Far Far Away was ending for me I didn't like what was happening there you yeah. came in with an offer when you initially sent the offer about Jedi Alliance I was like I'm not going to do that I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a smart move for me at this time because I have this one here but then stuff worked out and yeah. then the offer was, seemed more bright and it was all because I had you two mm-hmm. come on as guests one time you invited Joseph sure. on with yeah. you yeah. and it just having just Talking with you in one hour, Mm -hmm. I knew that this is a guy I wanted to get to know or I'd be okay knowing. And so when the offer came and then coming back on Jedi Alliance over and over again. So it's those things like you meet people in your life at certain times and then you just feel this. It's almost like uh, uh, instinctive. You know, yeah. feeling about yeah. that and so you, you feel the know. connection. Did you, yeah. When you
1: got that email from Joseph, did you hear a little voice in your head that said, do what must be done? <laughs> 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 Alright, well that was a great a deep philosophical discussion yeah. and you know what, it's perfectly fitting and apropos for the Star Wars universe because it is drenched in that kind yeah. of stuff. It's drenched in the politics of the times that Lucas wrote it in but there's a lot of uh, mysticism in it as well, so it's yeah. definitely apropos and a great conversation to have. But Joseph, we're going to go on to some questions submitted yeah. to us from our fans on the TwitBox. They <laughs> use the hashtag ForceCenter when they follow us at ForceCenterPod. And we love to have this conversation with the fans. So what do we
2: got? Oh, We got a great question from Matt Taylor at MattBRW08 is his Twitter handle. Uh, and Matt asks, which would you rather see in the new trilogy, a Gungan or a reference to chlorians?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ken uh, laughs like a mature, uh, salacious Vikram yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: John, um, John to yeah. uh What
0: was the first? uh, uh Gungan? Gungan. Or I would absolutely see a Gungan over Midichlorians because we saw enough Gungans when we went down to their... Uh, underwater to their yeah, Gungan, kingdom. Yeah. yeah, that were fun to watch. Interesting characters. True. I would have loved to have seen them more. Uh I will, to the day I die, say remove Jar Jar. I, 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 there's <laughs> True. 40 years from now, there will be no reflection on that one. Uh, so, yeah. But there were other Gungans that were fun to watch and they created a good uh, environment. Uh, but uh, midichlorians, the less said about that, if that work could disappear from the English language, I'd be quite happy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think... Um I'd be okay where Luke and uh, Ray are traveling I think there's going to be some traveling at one point they're maybe searching for her mother or maybe her, mm. her parents if Luke's not her father uh, I think they're going to travel to Otagunga and, and they're going to have to sit before a Miss a Boss Binks give you give you a Otabongo
2: to travel to the
1: planet core
2: would you like it if Jar Jar had put on significant <laughs> weight <Yes>. like <laughs> Boss Nass yes. and after every pronouncement shook his head and spit all over our Jedi heroes? <laughs> <mirrors.
1: laughs> you go through the planet core. Misa, um, eat lots of fish. I, Misa got <laughs> <damn beaties. laughs> Uh I think, though, what you're gonna see... I think I'd rather see Boss Biggs. I wouldn't. But uh I think we're going to get a reference to Midi Chlorians at some point. Wow. I think there's a okay. more realistic chance that you're going to see neither of these. Probably, yes, yes absolutely. Um, the most realistic. And there's some rumors that we already saw Gungan roasting on a fire pit in Maz Kanata's castle. Yes. Um I think it makes go with me, John, some sense that at some point Midi Chlorians are mentioned. I think if I had to bet, I'd say no, it doesn't happen. It's such a curse word.
2: It is, but I think if they're riding so, I no, no, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I go think ahead. if they're riding so high, I think if episode eight blows it away, I think they might get to the point of like, let's see what we can do. Yeah, get cocky, yeah, cocky real, kid. Get yeah. real cocky, kid. And I would love it if Luke actually did just uh, sit Ray down or some other force user and say like, there are a lot of different beliefs about the force. <laughs> yeah, Qui Gon believes some very weird things. Right. Here's the thing that Qui Gon believes. Yeah.
1: Quagod says, let me get out his Schick razor uh, blood machine <laughs> and uh, it would make some sense at some point. I'm just saying, with Ray, you know, like sure. I kind of love this theory we talk about sometimes that our friend Kevin talked to me on the patio at the comedy store there, Joseph, and we're still going to try yeah. to go get it in more into that theory that Ray might be bored of the Force. And if, if something like that happens, at some point Ray might be like, can someone explain to me what's happening to me? Like, how did yeah. this happen? And right. Luke might. It would be it would pain me a little bit to hear Mark Hamill utter the words. Well, you're, you have a high midi account. <laughs> it would pain me a little bit, but it would make sense, uh, I guess, to answer fairly to Matt's great question. What would I rather see uh, or hear? I think, I think, I, oddly enough, Gungan.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gungan can just be in the background. It's not. Right. It's not right. that challenging. He can look very different than Jar Jar. He can look yeah. cool. Uh, I, yeah, they I, both exist. But yeah, yeah. you, no. Joseph. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Gungan. Also, because I also I want the Gungans to exist. There's a relatively mm-hmm. recent episode of Rebels mm-hmm. where they re- uh, revealed that the Geonotians had been wiped out. They were yeah. gone. Yes. Yep. And I don't want that to be the attitude to the prequels of like every species we created that some yeah. of you're on the fence about actually got totally wiped out. I did see that.
1: genocide. Exterminated. I'm not happy that Paul (laughs) the Lesser is gone. Yeah. Yeah. And his end
2: was bad.
0: (laughs) I remember having a spoonful of cheers in my mouth when that line was uttered. and I went
2: like what? (laughs) (laughs) Like what? We're doing this now? Yeah, We're just wiping out things we don't like entirely. (laughs) In
1: the animated
2: series. Not even in the movies. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, Which is not fair
1: because I think I actually like the Genosans from a certain point of view. I I, I think they're okay. Yeah. Um, That scene could have been great except for the truly deeply love you um there's a lot to that there man uh, even the genesis of general grievous has something to do with that that mm. uh,
2: attack the clone scene um but yeah i think you're right yeah. clean sweep for gungans here huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right all right we'll move on to our other question which is from amy wishman nolan uh, at amy wishman mm-hmm. on twitter she asks vader's death exclusively caused by force lightning or did battle with luke precipitate his de- demise I ponder this, says Amy. You are not alone, Amy. We all ponder this, Amy, you've,
1: you've come to the right Star Wars nerd bubble. Because <laughs> we can ponder things like this as well for yeah. a long, long time. I think, John, back me up here or disagree with me. <laughs> sure. I, I think that what killed Vader, much like what killed his wife, was a heavy heart. Mm. Mm. I think he knew it was happening. He knew maybe this was or felt that it was part of his destiny to bring it back to that. And once Luke took over through anger and the hand came off and everything, I don't think the hand alone did it. Uh, the lightning, it look, it didn't take out Palpatine. It just deformed him and it certainly didn't help but i think at the end of the day his his will gave out yeah he felt maybe his journey had been complete yeah yeah what do you think don
0: well i think there's a combo of things i i do believe that the fight exhausted him he's an older man at True. that point fighting was, a
2: he, in his 40s yeah. <laughs> well well in star wars you know, yeah. that's ancient
0: in star wars yeah i guess <laughs> Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. There's a little bit of an age problem. Uh, I feel like he was Wars. in his
1: 50s, but all right, maybe. Well, when no, Sebastian was... Shaw is under the mask,
2: he's supposed to be in his 70s. Yeah, but, yeah that's, true. that's true.
0: But, but it was yeah, a he little... was
2: 128 in Star <laughs> Wars years, I
0: think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He was exhausted, the hand yeah. coming off, the lightning. And I also think Palpatine was in some ways keeping him alive mm. with, with uh, technology and whatever. And he just constantly, I mean, he needed Dark him. Dark Sith arts. Yeah, yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff. well, I think, And once the connection was severed, there's nothing left. And I think there the heart is exposed.
1: That's a great, idea, great thought because it's technically kind of an iron long yeah. suit. It's keeping him going yeah. as, as try the insult comic doc, Dog said, "You know which one of these buttons calls your mother to pick you up." Um, I, I, I think the machine has its own power too. Yeah. So you're right. The yeah. machine t- took some damage. Well, who put him in the machine? Dark Sith in, Arts. Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah. Palpatine. Wyatt, at the and,
0: end of Revenge of the Sith, you yeah. see yeah. that his Palpatine has put him in the machine. Yeah. So Palpatine, two one B's cousin,
1: three one B. Yeah, evil three one B. Yeah, yeah. 3-1B, I think six 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 one B.
2: Sith droid. Uh, I yeah. have very practical. Oh, another okay. retentive take on this sure. and the deeply as spiritual. would the host of data bank brawl have <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah. well i feel like uh we have we get a couple clues after the fight with luke he's wheezing mhm yeah in before before he actually gets hit he's like by general people. grievous so, wheezing yeah, yeah i think there's some actual damage to his chest unit mm-hmm. uh i think they hit the wrong button they didn't mm-hmm. hit the call mom home <laughs> they hit the <laughs> breathe heavy button uh and then, uh, I think there's no real damage from losing the hand, but it right. exposed all the circuitry, so mm-hmm. I think the lightning traveled into oh. his body, so I think the lightning did a different kind of damage to Vader than it would do to an organic person. Yeah. Yeah. I think it went into his actual like mm-hmm. uh, his mechanics and messed everything up.
0: that's great, so mm. I
2: think that like, you've got plenty of evidence for like, no, 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 my suits, my suit's damaged. this space station we're on is gonna blow up I don't have time to get into (laughs) a new suit uh and yeah and then I think on the more like uh, deep spiritual level I think you guys are right I think he doesn't want to go on I think he's a little bit of a person of like I had a job it was to bring balance to the force yeah Now, what, I'm going to retire? I'm going to go live in space Florida and just (laughs) kick around? Like, I have no purpose. Which is Naboo. I have Um, no purpose. Yeah. And I I don't want to hang out and uh, explain myself to my children.
1: (laughs) There is, uh, I'm assuming you guys have read the novelization of Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. It might have been a while. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. But but his death scene is touching Mm -hmm. because as he's dying, it goes into this vision where he feels Luke's tears on him and he tastes the salt and... He's no longer on the Death Star. He's kind of the sun is shining, and he's seen his son for the first time with his own eyes. It's a great, touching mm-hmm. little moment. reread it if you guys have haven't read in a while out there, or if you haven't read the novelization at all, uh, read it because you also learn that Lars and. Kenobi are related. <laughs> Don't pay attention to that, though. Um, I, so yeah, there's something to to me that there's something spiritual going on. But I, I think Joseph, you've presented yeah. some really good scientific facts <laughs> yes, as to why of course. Vader lost. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah.
0: That, that and that line delivery is still. To this day, I still tear up every time mm-hmm. he says the second time, yeah. you were right. Yeah, you so were so right. real. And even the
2: weight of my son, now go my son and the weight of saying my son, yeah, he's yeah. amazingly yeah. well done. Which
1: is why it's a shame, and this is nothing against Hayden Christensen, but it's a shame that they have removed Sebastian Shaw's eyes. Uh, and digitally altered him now to look more like Hayden oh, wow. in that oh, scene really? because I thought that was a great little cameo uh, of a veteran British actor. Go look up old pictures of Sebastian Shaw, and you're like, "Oh, that's that's Darth Vader." Yeah, um, that that is a shame. It's nothing against Hayden, um, but the the eyes are the windows of the soul, especially with acting, as you both know. And mm-hmm. and Shaw nailed that scene, and it's there a great did. moment, and it, it is. A, penultimate moment of the Vader storyline
2: and now we have some digital altered eyes over it. Eyes of the CGI to the soul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so that's it for our, our audience questions this time. Uh, so we're going to go into our finish the fan fiction segment. Uh, if you're just catching this for the first time, what we do is we write a little bit of a story and then the other members of our wonderful podcast finish the story. It is often comedic, as you might imagine. We, we. Uh, we post these then on our Facebook for you guys to respond. So I want to read the one that we did on our last go Four for Center it. show. Uh, so the prompt was that—here's the prompt. c 3 bio had been told to shut up by seven different people in the last 15 minutes. When General Reikin told him to shut his protocol hole, 3 decided to teach the general the true power of protocol. He turned and said—and then this was completed by a, a listener on Force Center—said, Have I told you the story of how I got my red arm? <laughs> Which mm. I really liked That it was just sort of defiant Like, yeah, I, I know, I'm going to keep talking And there's nothing <laughs> you can do about and it And there was something in that
1: getting the red arm That, uh, you know yeah, spoke of some violence in three PO's yeah. past. I love that that listener then makes it that General Rykan is still going strong into Force Awakens. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I like that. I there's get absolutely
2: that. no stopping him from talking. Yeah, uh, and I failed to uh, write down the name of the person, so I'm going to look it up as we, as sure. we continue here. So uh,
1: we're going to, as as you, if you've been listening to Force Center, the uh, finish the fan fiction segment is uh, is from the mind of Joseph Scrimshaw. And he's hey, been oh. coming up with the prompts, and and I've been uh, doing the story along with the guests. But I think we're going to reverse it this time around. We got something fun So John I want to make sure You're, you're up to this challenge Some little long uh, form improv here Okay It doesn't have to be A long winded speech You can just go with your heart oh What does God. your heart tell you Eric Gordon yeah, There's no okay. doing
2: this wrong Because either it is Brilliantly yeah. funny Or it's a train wreck And it's okay. funny either way So yeah, there's no. absolutely No way to do this wrong <laughs> So
1: uh, I hope I didn't uh, Go too I got too excited To write this prompt uh, Joseph So I hope it keeps in line With what you've been doing But here oh, it absolutely. is I'll say it once And then uh, we can uh, oh. uh, who, Who's going to Oh,
2: right wh- before you launch
1: in, I got the name. Yeah. Uh,
2: that was Adam Siri. Thank you very much, Adam Siri, cool. for completing the C3PO prompt.
1: And General Rykan, thanks you, Adam, for keeping him alive. That <laughs> All right, so who's going first here? Uh, Joseph, you want to oh, start it I'll off? I'll go first. That okay. seems polite to John. Seems polite to John to give him a few minutes. Right. And that, that's C3PO protocol. That's right. <laughs> here is today's finish the fan fiction. His joints and muscles ached as he sat back into a corner booth at the Moss Isley Cantina. Oh. He hated this place, but the drinks did their job. Whirr always served them strong, that was sure. He was about to taste a first drink when the cantina's front door slid open with a sand-filled whirr. The figure at the door was a silhouette thanks to the twin sons of Tatooine shining into the dark. He raised his hand to shield his eyes, and that's when he saw who it was. And Dengar knew the figure
2: was here for him. Oh, crap, <laughs> thought Dengar to himself, then realized he had said it out loud, and in fact, quite loud. He had shouted, Oh crap. And everyone in the cantina turned to stare at him as Dengar's father walked no. in to shame Dengar for stealing his look. <laughs> Dengar. Wow, that turned it, I like that. I like That's that fantastic. direction. I like that
1: direction there that uh, some backstory to Dengar's family issues and and uh, the yeah. genesis of his look, which yeah. is Dengar Perhaps. wears
2: Crappy armor and puts toilet paper on his head to honor his father.
1: Yeah, and Dengar's look is, I think, one of the most iconic in the Star Wars universe. Absolutely. You show that, people know. They say Dengar, the immediate image in your head is this really miserable man in in, in toilet paper.
2: You see a silhouette of what looks like a (laughs) sad potato and you know. That's Dengar. As always, apologies to the listener who has a Dengar tattoo, who loves Dengar. <laughs> always going to give her a shout-out. I think Her! Though. Her! Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. I, I
1: think, though, it's very clear, Joseph, that you and I both really love Dengar. We do. Deep obviously. down. Below. We
2: do. We just give him a lot of grief. We give him a lot of grief.
1: All right,
0: John. Don, uh, could you, at the end, so Dengar's father is what we're going from? Oh, no. You'll start over. You'll Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, you get to take this.
1: Right. Erase his canon. Okay. No longer matters in this right. story, John. Nothing's
2: canonical. And finish the same Uh,
1: I see, I see. I I won't read the whole thing again, but you got it. I'll take it from a couple sentences back. The figure at the door was a silhouette thanks to the twin sons of Tatooine shining into the dark. He raised his hand to shield his eyes, and that's when he saw who it was, and Dengar knew the figure was here for him.
0: As his Corellian instincts took over, Dengar, having survived Boba Fett, having survived Bosk, having survived... Asajj Ventress had no idea that the sandy-haired blonde man standing in front of him, shuffling through the door, was the son of Skywalker. And as he crept closer, there was something trailing behind him, a small little mechanical thing, making loud noises, irritatingly so, with a bright blue light, almost a cyclops droid, he thought to himself... (laughs) I haven't taken one of these out in quite some time. And as he downed his last glass of whatever fraud, whatever, <laughs> whatever gunkin-induced drink he had been served in this night,
1: <laughs>
0: he knew this night was about to get way wilder than anything he'd ever experienced.
1: Beautiful, nice. beautiful, nice. beautiful. That's Dengar
2: a, goes wild. I think
1: that is a Dengar Nor. right like <laughs> there. Yeah,
2: that was nice. I love
1: it there. I love it there. <sighs> great great callback with his adventures with the uh, Bounty Hunter clan, yeah. Saj Ventress, and uh, adding some, a new wrinkle to Star Wars canon as well. Both yeah. of you have done yeah. a great <laughs> job
2: of filling out the details. Dengar is shamed oh, by Dengar. his father and likes taking on mostly defenseless drugs. <laughs> That's right. Well, with <laughs> toilet paper himself. on your head, you're not <laughs> Which really. Which would make sense. Beautiful, guys. Beautiful. <laughs> so what we'll do is, as, as
1: always, we'll post that on our Facebook page and let you guys out there listening uh, fill it out yourself. Tell us how you would take the story. Again, find us on Facebook with the Force Center name. Yeah, so uh, do some plugs
2: for what's what's Absolutely. coming up and, and wrap it up.
1: Absolutely, uh, John. Thank you so much for coming thank on. You guys. It's been a pleasure. Long in the waiting won't be the last time, and we're gonna make sure we get you on an episode of Data Bank Brawl as well oh, sure. soon, so you That'd can come great. do some more Star Wars long form improv. Uh, but tell us where you are, what you're doing, and when we can uh, really dive into Jedi Alliance with you and Mark Donnick. Oh yeah, uh, well we we had our first show last week with Joseph. It was very kind to come on as our as our
0: first guest. Yeah, it was hashtag great. last show for him and here. <laughs> It's not the last time we'll be on as a guest, obviously, but uh, we, st- Mark and I, are going to handle the duties uh, on Monday, uh, episode 82 of Jedi Alliance. So I'm very happy to be stepping in, and as I said, it's it's a little dense, but it's fun, so much fun. Yeah. And for a guy who's still catching up to a lot of things, uh, I think it's a great challenge for me, and I love it. And I hope the fans are are willing to create space for me to catch up to stuff and, and get and get get back on board because uh, it's been a few weeks. Um, uh, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at the Roca says R O C H A. That's my homage to The Rock. You can also see me on camera, uh, other than Jedi Alliance, on the Collider recap shows. I host the Flash recap show and the Walking Dead recap show, and my favorite podcast that I do, the Top 10 show with Matt Nost. Uh, Some of you know as a stand-up, great guy. Uh, We count down the Top 10 movies of whatever subject we want to talk about, and that's on the Collider Schmoes No Network. Uh, Download us, listen to us. Uh, We just counted down the Top 10 uh, Superhero Villains on screen. So it's oh, awesome. fun times.
2: That's great. That's great. Great. Uh, you can find me on all the social media, Twitter, Instagram as at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can find details on all the shows and the other stuff I'm doing on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. In particular, I want to plug that, uh, my podcast obsessed is now weekly. You guys have both been mm-hmm. on obsessed talking about soccer and self-loathing and fathers <laughs> and lots of great, great stuff. Uh, so please check out obsessed. That's on feral audio. That comes out every Thursday and for shows, uh, I've got a show that I'm really excited about coming out. It is going to be on Friday, April 1st here in Los Angeles at the Nerdist Showroom on Sunset Boulevard. It's called Head Cannon, and it is a comedy game show about pop culture. It's going to be hosted by myself and my pal Hal Lublin. And we got great guests: uh, Will Wheaton from Star Trek and the Internet is going to be one of our guests. And Dana Snyder, who's from Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and Jeremy Carter from the great uh, podcast Super Ego. So check that out on my website, com.
1: Absolutely. Going to be good. I love checking out your stuff, uh, Joseph, live. It's fun. If you're a local, make sure you do it. Uh, For me, at Ken across the board, you guys know where to find me. And of course, uh, Force Center at Force Center Pod. We got great things coming. I think we'll uh, we'll kind of uh, do a soft announce now, Joseph. We got a couple shows. We got Spotlight Star Wars. We got Databank Brawl. We got this, the Superstar Destroyer of the network, Force Center. We got Jedi Beat with Jennifer Landon. Make sure you check that out. Adding to uh, our our, our playlist so to speak are going to be some shows coming forward here we might do a launch soon maybe in May or May the 4th we got a show called Star Wars Ranked and uh, Cantina Confessions which will be uh, long form sit down interviews with Star Wars fans just finding out who they are what they are when it comes to Star Wars fandom it's going to be fun we're going to be launching that and much much more as Force Center continues to grow so that has been our episode for today I want to thank John and Joseph for joining me and for uh Uh, allowing me to join them on this show. (laughs) It's always fun. We thank you guys there. Be sure to follow us. If you're on iTunes, do us that little favor. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe. But then rate and review. It helps us out tremendously. So until next time, when the twin sons of Tatooine make you run into the cantina for a Gungan-infused drink, (laughs) we'll see you next time.